Thank you for downloading or streaming this message from Emmanuel Church. We are one church with multiple locations, and we believe God wants to bless you right where you are. In a few moments, you're gonna hear some practical teaching from God's Word that I believe will be inspiring and relevant to your life. First though, if you haven't yet experienced Emmanuel Live, we encourage you to go to our website, eclife.org, to check out our service times and locations so that you can experience Emmanuel in person or through our online campus. If this message blesses you and you'd like to support the ministry financially, again, you can go to eclife.org and click on the Giving tab and choose Online Campus as your campus. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope this message will be an encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. Well, good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing today? I want to welcome all of our campuses, Franklin, Garfield Park, our microsites, but I got to give a special shout out to the Banta campus. That's right, because my name is Aaron Beasley, and I am the Emmanuel Church Banta campus pastor, and I actually wasn't there last weekend either because my family got the plague, and so that's been in my house, and so if my voice kind of goes out, I apologize about that. But I just want to say thank you, Banta. Thank you for allowing me to be here and bring the last week of our Ground Rules series. By the way, hasn't our pastor done an absolutely amazing job in this series, by the way? He has just killed it. He has done such a great job. And in this series, we're talking about ground rules when it comes to our relationships because the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of our relationships. So we need to have great relationships, but to have great relationships, we need to have some ground rules. Just like when my friends and I play pickup basketball, we've got some rules that start off the game or we discuss them. Like, are we going by ones and twos? Are we going by twos and threes? Are we going to 24? Are we going to 21? Is it win by two? Is it win by three? Is it straight up? Are you calling your own charges? Are you calling your own fouls? Are there charges? How are we rotating people in and out of the game if we have more than 10? Do you see that? The rules actually become important because if not, there's chaos, people get upset, they think something else is happening, and so ground rules become very, very important. In the same about our relationships, we need to have some ground rules. And so week one, our pastor talked about being the right person. And then in week two, last week, he talked about being responsible, owning it. And if you missed that, you can go to our YouTube channel, click Emmanuel Church, subscribe. That is a shameless plug for everyone, okay? Go subscribe to our YouTube channel and check out those talks. But now I get to bring the last one, which I think is important because if we don't do this one, we may be doing the other ones, but our relationships are still going to really struggle. And that is ground rule number three. We need to be an encourager. We need to be an encourager to our spouses, the people we're dating, our children, our coworkers, maybe a boss, maybe even people we don't like. We need to be an encourager. And what is encouragement? It's this, the action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. To lift up, to bring courage. You know, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, he's a German philosopher, he said this, instruction does much, but encouragement is everything. See, you could have all the right knowledge about your relationship, you can do all the right things, but if you're not bringing encouragement, it's probably going to fall apart. Now, how do I know this? Because I think Pastor Danny wanted me to talk about this today with you because nobody puts their foot in their mouth more than this guy right here, okay, <laughs> this person. And I have a relationship right now that I've been struggling with being an encourager. 
This relationship is passionate. It is intimate. It has brought joy. It has brought tears. It has brought pain. I give to them, they give to me. And that relationship is with the Indiana University men's basketball team. <laughs> That's right, I'm a Hoosier fan, all right? Who, 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 Hoosiers, you know what I'm saying? I love the Hoosiers. And if you're watching online, college basketball, basketball is big in the state of Indiana. And here's the thing, it's been really hard to be an encourager lately, except for Thursday night. Because, here's the truth, I've been saying some things about the coach, maybe about some of the players, that I shouldn't be saying, it's not encouraging. You know, just give Trace Jackson the ball more. Anyways, it doesn't matter, it's cool. Here's what I'm telling you, I'm not that great of an encourager, especially with IU, I need to be better. So coach, I believe you got this, let's go, okay, we got this. Now that's funny. And that's okay with your sports teams if they're not winning and all that stuff, but think about your relationships. You nitpick at things that your spouse or your significant other does, you say them out loud. Your kids, you get upset with them and you yell, scream. Maybe at school you make fun of another kid because it makes you feel better about yourself. It's very hard to be an encourager always. And if that's the case, why? Is that the case? Why is it hard to be an encourager? Well, it's because our natural tendency is to be negative. Do you know science has proven this? Psychology today will tell you that your brain naturally just thinks negative and says negative things and you don't even have to think about it. How do I know this? Well, because I'm like this. I can come home from work and my brain automatically sees the four things maybe that didn't get done at our house or conversations. Or my wife, it's the same thing. I could be taking care of our children and maybe she had some things that she wanted me to do and I didn't get them done and she goes negative. But we're not talking about her. We're talking about me and how I'm negative and how my brain just automatically goes there. You know, the same thing happens with all of us. Maybe there's a coworker that we work with and they don't do their work and the th or they say something in a meeting and you're like, that's stupid. You think negative things, it just pops up. Or your kids, they're not doing what you say and you just keep thinking, what is wrong with them? What, they're not my child, what's happening? With a spouse, you nitpick, just like I do. It becomes very easy to become negative. Our news, by the way, knows this and that's how they make money off us. Everything's negative. They know this about us. But not only do we say negative things and we think negative things without having to even think about it, we also receive information with a negativity bias. Psychology Today has proven this as well. Like you receive information more with negativity than you do positivity. What do I mean by that? Well, your synapses in your brain actually fire faster when you receive negative news. Like, did you know people's lives, their traumatic experiences actually determine their life or can determine their life more than positive experiences? Or what about this? You could be at work and you could hear seven positive things, but somebody says one negative thing and what are you thinking about all day? The negative thing. It's why we can recall negative sayings or people that say it to us way more than we can recall positive things because our brains are geared to receive negative information. So if we're geared to 
say negative things and think negative things, and we're also geared to receive negative things, no wonder our relationships can struggle. No wonder being encouraging matters. You know, there's a little cycle that I created that I thought would help with this. It's the cycle of discouragement. And this is how it kind of works. You have a negative thought or an expectation, experience, you thought was gonna happen, and so here's that negative thought. Then you speak that negative thing, those hurtful words. You say something to that person. Then that person receives that negative information, which they're already geared to anyways, and then they dwell on it. And then they dwell on it, and they think that they're unworthy, or they start thinking negative thoughts, and then the process starts all the way back over. It's the cycle of discouragement. You know, Paul probably understood this about us. That's why in the book of Ephesians, Paul wrote this to the church of Ephesus. He said, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Paul understood that we need to not let unwholesome talk come out of our mouths because it's very easy to be negative. You don't have to think about it. It just comes. And so don't let anything negative come out of your mouth. Only those words that are positive, that build other people up. The world and circumstances are already gonna bring that negativity. So come on, speak helpful words. Well, if that's the case though, then, and our relationships are determined by being an encourager so that we can have great relationships, how do we become an encourager? And let me tell you today, these steps God has been working on my heart. He's been changing my heart. Because as I told you earlier, nobody, nobody says things that he shouldn't like the guy that's speaking to you right now. And so God has been working and these steps have helped me become a better encourager. And so step one is this, shut it. <laughs> you wanna be a great encourager? Just shut it. What do I mean by that? I mean be quiet. Zip the lip. The negative thought comes, something you don't agree with, zip it. You know, social media actually lives off the fact that you just respond to people. I don't like that and I don't like this. And you know what? Just be quiet. Your spouse, something doesn't go the way that you think. Your significant other, keep it quiet first. Your kids, they didn't put their shoes away for the millionth time. Just, just pause for a minute before you say anything. Just don't say anything. You know, this is true in my life. I gave you that example earlier about my wife. So I come home and I can see the four things that maybe I thought were gonna get done or didn't go. And they come in my head. And the first thing that gets spoken to my head is, Aaron, don't say it. Speaking to myself, don't. See, James, in the book of James, understood that. He said this, understand this. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Make sure people know you're offended. Say it fast and make sure they feel it. Okay, that's not what that verse says. Um, if you see right here, that's the Aaron Beasley version. And that's normally how he responds to things. Actually, James 1.19 says this. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, 
slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Like, be quiet. Now, some of us today may be thinking, like students, you may be thinking, well, you don't understand. My parent, they don't let me, and I have a right to speak my mind. Or with our spouses, you don't know how much they've hurt me, or you don't understand. I, I get that, but Proverbs would have something to say to you. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Just don't say it. Don't say it. When I was doing this talk and I was researching things, I came across a coffee mug and it really helped me with this. It said this, some things are better left unsaid, which I generally realize after I've said them. (laughs) Coffee mug. (laughs) Really helped me. How do I know this? I've given you some examples, but right here at work a couple years ago, that's right, I'm a pastor, right here at Emmanuel Church, a few years ago, there was a person who switched roles at our, here at the church, and they were going to this place all the time for work, and I thought, what is that person doing at this place? Are they doing anything? Are they, like, are they even working? Are they working as hard as me? Probably not. No, this is what I'm thinking, right? And then finally one day this person said, hey, I'm going back to this place. And it just came out of my mouth. I said, what do you do up there all day? And you could see on their face the discouragement, the thought pattern that I didn't trust them. I just said what was on my mind. And then they were thinking about what could I say to this person? And so the best thing we can do to be an encourager, the first step is just shut it. Don't say anything. But then that leads us to step two after we shut it. What do we have to do? Number two, switch it. We need to switch it. What do I mean by that? I mean, we've got to switch our mindset from the negative, which is natural, to the positive and look at the good that people have already done and what's going on in our lives. Charles Glassman said this, believing in negative thoughts is the single greatest obstruction to success, or I would put relationships. You know what? No, the greatest obstruction to your relationship is negative thoughts, believing them, saying them, speaking them out loud, and allowing that to be what your relationship is. It's why we've got to switch it. Paul understood this about our minds and our actions. He said this in Ephesians 4.20. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. What does he mean by this? Renew means to switch, to turn, to think differently, to not think naturally, which is negative, but instead to look for the good, to bring the positive into situations. Now, I gave you the example, again, of me coming home, noticing the four things, not even having to think. It could be at work. I notice things that people aren't doing, and here's what I have to do. I come home, I shut it, and then I switch it, and I look for the positive that my wife has done. Like this, we have an almost two-year-old, and if you know anything about two-year-olds, they destroy everything. When they're eating, by the way, food gets everywhere but in their mouth. It's a miracle. And so she throws food on the floor. It's on the wall sometimes, on the table. And here's what my wife does all the time. She cleans up after her. So even if I don't notice anything else or some things didn't get done, I can say, babe, thank you so much for cleaning up after our daughter. Thank you so much for how you lead, how you help us in our home, how you lead our daughter at the house. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. 
You see that? Do you know that being negative and going natural, it's just lazy? Like you don't have to think about it. It's just a reaction. But you have to plan to be positive. You have to think about it. It's why uh, when I come home from work, I'm already thinking, God, help me be positive today. Help me be an encourager today. When my daughter throws the food off the table, help me not yell today. Help me just care for her. God, help me care for my wife. I have to plan to be positive. I don't have to plan to be negative. You know how I know that? Some of you today, you came in to the auditorium and you thought, oh, it's a guest speaker. Oh. <laughs> the negativity was already happening. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to switch that. Like, oh, Pastor Danny's out here? Yeah, I can't wait to hear from this guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyways, I get, our pastor's great. I know, I love him so much. He's an awesome pastor. But I get it. That's where our thoughts go. So we have to switch it. That's why in Proverbs, I want to end this section with this verse. The tongue has the power of life and death. Those who love it will eat its fruit. You're either bringing death or you're bringing life with your words every single day. In your families, in your workplaces, at school. And you get to determine. So once we've shut it and once we've switched it, then we can go to the last step to be an encourager. And that is say it. Say the positive that you know of. Say the good. Bring it. Craig Rochelle says this. He's a pastor. Never let something good go unsaid. You know, since our brains think negativity, it takes five to seven positive comments to outweigh one negative comment. How much more should we be bringing the positive? How much more should we be bringing encouragement to people if that's the case? You know, I showed you that cycle earlier. You know, the cycle works the same way if it's the cycle of encouragement. Like it starts with a positive thought or a good thing. You see something and then you speak it to the person. Then that person receives it. That person dwells on it. And then that person believes good things about themselves, that they're worthy and that there's hope. See, it works the same way. You get to decide the circle of discouragement or the circle of encouragement. Death or life, we get to decide. So in my home, I'm just trying to say positive. I'm just trying to say the positive thing. I'm trying to say the positive thing at work. Because in the end, that is what my God is like. And I hope that we can be like that with our spouses, our children, the people we work with, our boss, our neighbors, even people we may not like. Because our God is an encourager. How do I know this? In Romans 15, 4, it says, such things were written or they were said to us in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Hope and encouragement. That's what this book is. It's why our pastor all the time talks about getting in this daily. It's why we give this book to people who receive Christ for the first time. Because this book gives hope and encouragement in a world that if we're being honest, is just trying to drag us down. Just trying to uplift negativity. As you know, in this book, it says that you're loved in Jesus. 
that you're made new, that God cares for you, that he's a way maker and a promise keeper. He's a light in the darkness, that he will be your shepherd and he will guide you, that nothing can ever separate you from God's love. Like this is just some of the few things that are in this book. That's the encouragement that God wants to bring us. And so how much more should we be like our God? Could you imagine if, if people saw the E or they heard that we went to Emmanuel and the thing that they thought about was their encouragers. They're not perfect, but they bring the encouragement. And so my question for us today is, how can you be an encourager? Today, this week, the whole month, how can you be an encourager? And so we wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to do something a little bit different across all of our campuses. I'm gonna ask my wife to come up. And at all of our campuses, Banta, Garfield Park, Franklin, our microsites right here at Greenwood. What I would love is I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes here in a minute and I would love for you to start thinking about something positive with the people you came with today. It could be a spouse, it could be your parent, it could be your child, it could be your significant other, or maybe you're here by yourself. And what I'm gonna ask you to do is take your phone out then and give encouragement to someone else. But we're gonna do it right here, right now, and we're gonna bring some encouragement. And so I thought that I could just go first. Layla, I love you. You are the best thing that has ever happened to me besides receiving Jesus. And I want you to know that there is no one else that I would want to raise our kids, to be my wife. You're so intelligent. You speak two languages. You're really good at it, by the way. You're my Latina heat. I love that you bring the culture to our house. And I just want to say thank you. I don't tell you enough. I love you. Thank you so much. And so across all of our campuses, Franklin, Garfield Park, Banton, Microsites, right here in Greenwood, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and I'm going to ask you to start thinking about what you can be positive about. And then I'm going to count down from five. And then after I do that, you're going to say something encouraging. Maybe your relationship is struggling. Maybe it's not going well. Or maybe you guys are doing really well. Or maybe it's a parent-kid relationship and it's not going that well. Or maybe there's somebody who's not here that you know you need to text right now. What I'm going to ask is that we can be encouragers right now here in this moment. So everybody close their eyes across all of our campuses. Close your eyes. Think of that positive thing that you're going to say. Online, think about that positive thing. Text somebody if you have to. Call them. And then on the count of five, five, four, three, two, one, encourage. That's what I want. Encourage people. Do it right now. Say the encouraging thing.
Some of you are getting intimate. I can see you at the other campuses getting intimate right now. That's good. All right. Hopefully you can continue that even past this place. So why would I have us do that today? Why would I have you be encouraging? Here's why. Because that's what our God's like. Why would we do this series called Ground Rules? Because in the end, God knows that we mess relationships up. That we don't always get it right. And yet God still loves us right where we're at. And he wanted to show us a better way. That our way is not the right way, but that his kingdom is the right way. And so he sent Jesus to this earth. He lived the lives that we couldn't. He showed us the right way of love, joy, encouragement. And then he died for us on a cross. But then he rose again and he lives. And he proved that he was God and that he could change, that we could change through him, that we could turn, we could live a different life. And so I wanna give that opportunity to every single person across all of our Emmanuel campuses online. And I would love everyone just to bow their heads and close their eyes. And you could say something like this to God today. God, I've messed it up. I haven't been encouraging. I've messed other things up. But I know that you love me. You love me right where I'm at. And that's why you sent Jesus. To show me a better way. The way of his kingdom. And I'm trusting in that today. That he went to a cross that he died for my sins, but he rose again so that I can turn from my life to follow his way. That's what I'm believing in today, God. Thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that I have hope now. I give you all the praise and all the glory forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And can we give it up for those people who said that today for the first time? It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. What we would love for you to do right now is text the word SAVED to 65248. Text the word SAVED to 65248. And when you do that, we've got a gift for you. It's a saved box. that has got a Bible. It's got an Emmanuel mug. It also has a 30-day reading plan in it. And we want to give you this because the Bible is one of those things that will help you in this journey. And so again, text the word SAVED to 65248 and get one of these saved boxes that are in the back of our auditoriums at every campus, if you're online, just click that you got saved and we will mail you one of these. So by the way, can we today, Emmanuel, this is what I'm gonna ask us to do, is to be encouragers. To let that E represent being an encourager. To be different in our relationships with our family, with our spouses, with our coworkers, and see what God will do in our communities, what God will do in our schools, what God will do in our homes. I believe it will be tremendous the work that God does when we do this. Will you join with me as we pray to close? God, I thank you so much for what you're doing here in Emmanuel. God, you're always working. Even when we don't feel it, when we don't see it, 
So God, I just pray in this moment across all of our campuses, the Lord, you'll help us be encouragers. The Lord, we will bring hope. We will lift people up in a world that wants to bring negativity. That's what I pray today, God. And we'll just give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're gonna do in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we love to see you next week. Pastor Danny is back. His wife, Jackie, will be on the stage and we'll be talking about the family. We'll see you next week. Bring a friend. See you later.